MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Big play for Georgia. They get their first uh, first down of the game, and then Stetson Bennett to George Pickens for 52 yards and in one fell swoop. His uh, his receiving yards uh, goes over, over 34 and a half cashes. Bingo, bango for George Pickens on that one play. Great catch by Pickens. And uh, Georgia finds themselves already in field goal range, but they are facing a second and 15 as the second quarter set to uh, commence here when we get back from the break. Right now with the live line on this, Kelly, and the rest of the scores. Yeah, we got uh, live lines in this game. Georgia minus 125 on the money line. Alabama minus 105. They're also hanging a plus 105 at minus 130. I don't know about you guys, but I'd probably just pay the extra five cents to take that if I was wanting to bet on Georgia. Uh, 43 and a half, the live total. Um, over in the NBA, Hornets up on the Bucks, 88 to 87. This is going to be a sweat these final five minutes for me. Uh, Hornets had about a 15-point lead late in the third quarter, so Bucks coming back here. After the Bucks led at halftime, so I, you know, bad 15-point uh, run. Uh, Hornets two and a half live, 206 and a half live total. Pistons leading the Jazz, yeah. 105. Just broke that one open a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 105.98, Pistons, four-and-a-half point live favorites, 236.5 the live total. Celtics up on the Pacers, 55.48, 545 uh, remaining in the third quarter. Celtics, nine-and-a-half point live favorites, 177.5 your total. Knicks lead the Spurs, 67-63, seven minutes remaining in the third. Knicks, six and a half and 209 and a half your live numbers. And 76ers up 13 on the Rockets with a buck 30 left before the before halftime. Uh, it is 58-45, 76ers, 15 and a half point live favorite, 224 and a half the live total. Over on the ice, uh, Bruins, man, busted this game open in the second period. This is a Matt Brown hockey game, as we like to call them. Six to three Bruins, end of the second. Oh. There we go. You could uh, catch two and a half goals with the Capitals at plus 170 if you want to get in here. About of the Kraken losing. <laughs> the Kraken's not on yet. 11 and a half, your uh, total. 
How about uh, Clay Thompson yesterday coming back, playing for the Warriors, first time in 941 days. Did you catch that yesterday? Yeah, people are going to think I'm a loser, but uh, I had both those games on. I had the Warriors game on and the Sunday night football game on. Watching Clay last night was as cool as watching that NFL game, I thought. Loser. So what, he had 17 points in 20 minutes, right? It and was, one drive to the rack. And the drive to the rack. I, it just the emotion showed oh, after. Awesome. After the, some of these buckets by him, by Steph, by Draymond, it, it was really cool to watch. I'm not even—I've never even been that big of a Warriors guy, but that's just that stuff's just special. They're the most beautiful that. thing in sports. The Warriors. Yeah. Don't care what anybody says. Third and nine here for uh, Georgia at the Bama 18. Bet it to throw. Got a man. Got a wow. first down. Nice play. Nice design there from Georgia. A uh, lot of room there for Burton. So Georgia, our first touchdown now. It, Matt Brown is in the driver's seat. I'm live. Who you got here? Cook. I have Cook. All right. So Georgia with the first and goal now at the eight. And that well, one's not going to go anywhere. It'll well, be second and goal at the eight. We tried. <laughs> you did. You did. I think Stetson Bennett's body language before the play is even over. He, like, handed the ball off and immediately, like, just hung his head like this was not going anywhere. Cook with the carry, though. Matt got temporarily excited for 60 United States dollars. That was 20 of which are his. <laughs> Second and goal now for Georgia. 13-39 left in the uh, second quarter. We tried. The under looking good so far for those who had that. Georgia was was, uh, not doing anything on offense until this drive. Again, the big play, the 52-yarder from Bennett to Pickens. Here's the second and goal from the nine. This is all past empty backfield. Bennett throws it up, but that's not going to find a receiver, and it's going to be third and goal. That one had no chance. Yeah, it was interesting the the handicaps on the on people who thought over, people who thought under as to kind of how they thought that the game was was going to go. There were several different people who were saying that basically they thought that this number was even too short at the fifty two, which I mean they ended up closing closer to fifty three at some of the books, but that they thought it'd be a lot of like we saw in the last shootout back and forth. Everybody's moving the ball up and down the field. And then the other people were thinking that the 52 was way too high. It was like, basically no one was like, ah, oh, yeah, the number's appropriate. Everyone thought it was either going to fly over or fly under. Bennett with a very ill-fated decision to run that football. <laughs> Bold choice there, Stetson. Yeah. Three yards for Stetson Bennett. And, and, and that's a and touchdown prop will stay alive. And the field goal attempt that. comes. <laughs> By the way, the play before that reminded me of the uh, the, the P.I. that we talked about yesterday, uh, we talked about earlier about yesterday, towards the end of the first half, that got the Raiders at the doorstep to go ahead 17-14 to 14 by halftime. The, the ball was on a different side of the field as Tate Jones as Zay Jones. That was horrible. Yeah. And so I just wanna I just wanna ask this question. Obviously, there used to be a thing called uncatchable. That wasn't even in the same vicinity to even call it uncatchable, I guess. You're 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 still not allowed. Clearly it wasn't catchable. Yeah. But you're still not allowed when a ball is in the air, no matter if you're not around it or not, to destroy a, a you know, a receiver. Right, but it's a different penalty. But it's a different penalty. That's exactly right. Shouldn't have been a PI. It's it, I, Gil. That's the, the it's the second behind only uh, only uh, 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 intentional grounding. Where, where these guys, there's so many times throughout the year where intentional grounding could be called, should be called, and they're yeah. just like, man, whatever. Like there was some guy that was sort of running around this direction. We I'm should lobby like, for illegal contact to come back, like just like, yeah. on plays like that, though. Yeah. Specifically on plays like that, just totally been illegal. That contact. is just that. It's just again one game altering. You know, potentially game all. It could, you know, depending on when that happened. I mean, that could have been the last play of the game, or you know, whatever. It could have been, you know, it could have been ten seconds left in the game, or something like that. And so it's just, 
game-altering calls like that, you've got to, you have to look at this and say, could this guy, with all the superpowers of everyone in a Marvel movie, caught this ball? <laughs> right. And like, if the answer, <laughs> if you have to think about it for more than two seconds, <laughs> then like, then then the answer is is right. like, okay, it's a legal con. It's not pass interference. I, I, I just, I think pass interference has been fundamentally screwed up in the NFL for. What seven years now? No, whatever. Going back to when they decided to make it reviewable, they went into that. They made that decision. I think way too hastily. Didn't really work out exactly how that should work. It was a complete failure because they did it that way. You know what? Five weeks into that season, and then they they got rid of it so quickly. Again, I don't think they took the time to really think. Well, okay, we tried this. It was a failure. Let's completely bail on it. But are there things that we can still do to change this rule that could make it a little bit more helpful? And I think like what you're talking about, Matt, illegal contact, something like that you should bring back. It would help a bit. I don't know if you're old enough to remember this. Probably not. But you know that when Instant Replay first started in the NFL, they, they had it for like two years, and then they took it away before they brought it back permanently. Oh, I did not know that. Actually. The uh, field goal is good. Georgia, yeah. Georgia two and a half <laughs> on the live line. 42 and a half the total now, so yeah, 10, 10 points off. And if you did have conviction on Georgia, you're getting minus 130 on the money lines. You're getting a better money line now on the same spread. So there is, there is that as well. Um, minus 130 on the money line for Georgia, even money on Alabama. I will tell you this, through a quarter plus of football, I am no more like convinced than I was before this game as to how this ends up. Oh, yeah, I know. No. I, I was I was initially on on Alabama. I still think Alabama's played better, obviously, most of this game, but I don't know. I, it's like we three said before three. the game, right? We're all on Bama. Yeah, like, but, but if, who knows? If we, it, it's an easy bet for us to make. If if this lost, I, I, none of us would be shocked, right? The, the only thing I know is I will easily make it home for the second half. Yes. <laughs> that's, the only, easily. that's the only thing that so, I definitely know. And can I just throw that out one more time? That last drive for the Chargers last night in the in regulation – took two minutes and six six seconds off the game clock, from two minutes, six seconds to literally 0-0 when Mike Williams caught that game-tying touchdown, pending the extra point. But it lasted, what was it, like 45 oh, minutes man. in real time? Yeah, it was ridiculous. They, the Chargers had moved the ball 20 yards. It seemed like it took a half hour. And you're like, they're still on the 38-yard line? How is this happening? It was People unbelievable. On the East saying, like, this is now Monday morning football because it had gone past midnight 19, on the East Coast. 19 plays, 83 yards. Let's squeeze in one here. The first game on Saturday, Philadelphia at the Buccaneers. I guess 10 on this. It was 9.5. It's now 8.5 in favor of the Buccaneers hosting Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. 7-2 game in the NFC. 49, 49 and a half, one nine left if you did want to take take the Eagles. I uh, I still feel like this number is a little too high. Like, I still feel like it's a little bit too much. I mean, it's if it's not one thing, it's another for this Bucks team. Huge play for Bama. <laughs> Wide open. Oh, oh no. Jameson. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jameson oh, no. Williams' knee. He's down now, and he's grasping his left knee. Get up, please. Please get up, Jameson. Just be terrible. Eh, oh, this would be awful. Just another Bama player destined for stardom. And he comes up. He was wide open up the middle of the field. Obviously, John Mechie already out of this game. 
Bryce Young sees under heavy duress, sees Williams, uh, sees. Oh, you saw oh, him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, no, don't, don't show that again. Non-contact oh, injury, ladies and gentlemen. Don't show that again. Oh, it's awful. He caught the ball facing. Yeah, they're and they're helping him off the field. He caught the ball oh. facing Bryce Young, and then on his spin, just didn't land right. Boy, oh boy. Mm. Huge loss for Bama for the rest of this game. I was gonna say, like, I mean, listen, we hope he's yeah. all right, but I mean, but, from a from a betting perspective, does yeah. this give you any inkling whatsoever to <sighs> to want to play Georgia? Um, Makes me want to play him more than I did before. I mean, it is. Uh, I'm actually kind of glad I made the first half bet. Now it's even money on Georgia money line right now. <sighs> That's uh, you hate to see that. Hate to see that for that kid. Eagles, Buccaneers, you think it's too high, though? I do. I tease the Bucks down. Yeah, We'll, we'll like talk a, about it on the other side. I want to like get, I wanna get your thinking. Uh-huh. Seems like a teaser like me, if anything. But I did not make any bets yet. Coming back, we'll talk Eagles, Buccaneers, 49ers, Cowboys. I was surprised by that number. And the Steelers, Chiefs. How many points is too many points? Coming back, Beeson's primetime action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action. Uh, so, Jameson Williams now walking from the tent to the locker room, and you would imagine that's the uh, last of him tonight. 
and you fear the worst for his ACL. The effect on the uh, the betting market while that was going down. Yeah, so we've seen everything from Kelly. You said it flipped all the way at one book here in town, all the way to Georgia two and a half. Yeah, despite we, the we fact tried that to chase a Georgia plus two and a half here in town. A number quickly moved off all those books we were looking at. I went to Boyd Sports last. They they already jumped it to Georgia minus two and a half now. I feel like I need to voice this just because it's on my mind, so I'll say it out loud and I'll let the hate wash over me. But, listen, guys get hurt. We've seen Bama, you know, Jalen Waddell, right, blew out his knee playing for Bama, not in the championship game, but he blew out his knee. Um, Ended up, you know, having a great rookie season, set the rookie record for most receptions. But you see something like this, you see an injury like this in a national championship game, and we've seen all the opt-outs in random bowl games, the Fournette, McCaffrey flood, if you will. But then you see something like this happening in a championship game, and it does occur to me at some points, like, do you think there's a kid somewhere in the country who's watching this right now as a great high school prospect who's thinking to himself, man, if, I ever, if, I'm, a, if I'm a potential first-round pick, which Jameson Williams is, and I'm in a, in a national championship game, am I going to think twice before even playing it? Bama does get a field goal out of the drive, 6-3 to three, Bama, 11-12 left in the second quarter. Hooked it on in there. Hooked little, it on in. Little, just a little draw on that one. I know. I mean, it, it's... I, this is different to me, I understand, like, with the – because, you know, I've gone on the rant of, like, these meaningless bowl games I would never play in any of them if I was even a – people say, oh, if you're a first-round – if I was a top three-rounder, I wouldn't play, like, wouldn't in any in any of – if, if yeah. they're like, hey, dude, you're probably going to go, like, in the second or third, I'd be like, all right, well, yeah. check you later. <laughs> and, I, and I know what I'm saying is sacrilege because this is a yeah. national championship, but you do see this happen to a kid like that, and you can't help but just think to yourself – God, I hope it's not one of those that forever alters his life, yeah. his career, right? So, anyway, just thought I'd say that out loud. Six to three, Bama. 11-12 left in the uh, second quarter. And now what is the... Uh... Trying to... <laughs> I haven't got a... Re- oh, there it is. So, Bama, two and a half point favorites. Hmm. Minus 140 on the money line. 44 and a half the total, plus 110 Georgia money line. And we're still looking for our first touchdown in this game for our uh, first touchdown prop. Back to the Eagles and the Buccaneers for a second. Yeah, Kelly, you said you teased this. So the, so I'm just curious from a from a Buck standpoint, just that there's a lot there's a lot missing on that team, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, it's it's a I caught it at 8 at Circa when it opened, so I even got a little bit better number than what you're seeing uh, basically out here right now. I mean, it's just an Eagles team that that Look, I think they've got some good things going on for them. Just never been that high on them the whole season. Understand what you're talking about. Bucks missing some guys, going to be down. Um, I, I think they're still good enough, though. You're going to tell me I can, I can take two, two to two and a half, lay two, two and a half on the Bucks. I, I think it's good enough to. What'd you pair with. it with? I, I paired it with uh, with the Chiefs. A little yeah. wonky little teaser took the Chiefs from twelve and a half down to six and a half. Yeah. 49ers at Cowboys, the second of the triple header on Saturday. Cowboys favored by three. It's what I guessed it would be, uh, but I still think I like the Niners. Now, I would love this if it got the back, because I was told it was three and a half at one point. I would love to have gotten the Niners at three and a half. I didn't make a bet on this, but for me, it's Niners or nothing here. I don't trust the Cowboys. I don't read anything into that win over the uh, Jalen Hurtsless Eagles. Just too much of a Jekyll and Hyde thing with the Cowboys, and I really do think the Niners are the sneaky team in the NFC. No bets thus far, though. Yeah, it's it really this game to me comes down to what you what you think I think of this Cowboys defense and do you value them and think that they're better than the Rams defense and I think maybe at this point outside of what Aaron Donald brings to the Rams side I mean 
Maybe so. I mean, right? If you're talking about like playmakers at, at every level on the Cowboys, like probably equal to or better than um, what you're getting from from the Rams on, on that side. And so it's one game is not going to make me a believer, obviously, in, in James Garoppolo. Like I'm uh, good on him. It was a, James tonight, by the way. Did you catch that? It yeah. was it was a oh, win. Well, I'm, when he when he played listen, well, when James. he plays, yeah, when he plays well, he's a big boy now. Oh, like, he grew yeah, up like, yeah. Okay, okay. So he's James now. Okay. He's not like he's not Jimmy G. When, like whatever, <laughs> he's James. Like he played like James in that game. Like he was James Garoppolo in that one. Um, but but I don't think that that necessarily changes my opinion on him overall. Right? The one the, like the one game sample. If anything, it just like. I'm just wondering what the hell is what what the hell the Rams are all that. And we'll talk about them in in a, in a little while. But uh, if it's almost if you can figure out a way, and no one has, but if you can figure out a way to limit Debo Samuel, then you're yeah. in a you're in a really interesting position with this 49ers team because it's like when he targets Ayuk, something's not right all, there all the time for whatever reason. Kittle has not been a very big has not been a very big contributor here over the last few weeks. So like it's it's like the Debo show. And I mean, he just continues to be awesome. Like he's just ridiculous. He, his burst when he lines up at running back. When he, when the, I don't know many other backs in the league that can turn corners like he can. His oh, burst when he lines yeah. up at running back. I'm just like, holy mackerel! You're like this that, guy. You're like that guy's got an angle. That guy's got. A, no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It's just like, yeah, they, uh, yeah. With it, with this game, I, I this was a. I thought it would be three. I did lay the three with the Cowboys. Um, this was just, hey, we've been doing these power rankings all year long, right? And this is the – I'm with you, Matt. Like, they got to be able to slow down Debo. Debo. That, that's something you think they're going to focus in on. Um, and the Niners have looked great these past few games. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. But, yeah, we sat here all season long. Uh, I'll, I'll, be a, I'll be a man of my principles in this situation. It wasn't a big bet, but yeah. I'm going to lay the three. I, yeah, I do. I'm not trying to read too much in that game we saw on Saturday, Gil, but – uh, you know, I'm hoping that this Dak really is feeling better. He it, looks very efficient, obviously. It makes me wonder if, like, you know, we see some sort of, like, you know, specifically designed defense to, like, prevent Debo Samuel from from being able to to kind of do what, what he does, whether it's whether it's double curving every time he lines up as a as a receiver, whether it's like you know, basically telling Parsons like if he say, lines Micah, up, as, you take yeah, like Debo. if he lines up at running back, it's like okay, he's yours or what you know, whatever it might be, um, stuff like that. I mean, it, it's they're going to have to get creative because he is such a game changer once the ball gets in his hands. However, they manufacture getting the ball in his hands, right? I mean, like we're giving James a lot of credit in this game this past week, but let's that that big pass. That, a, lot, a lot of Debo on that, like the the yak, like Debo yak was just ridiculous on on that. And like, oh, I thought, that, I was like, did he unnecessarily throw him to the ground? No, he did not. A, Will Anderson looks like he's twice the size of Stetson <laughs> Bennett, by the way. So, by the way, Georgia had a great run back. What do you know, Kelly? A flag? No way. And then a uh, then a false start. They started falsely. So it was uh, first and 15, then Stetson Bennett airmailed a potential receiver. This one will go for barely a gain, so it's going to be third and long for Georgia. Lad McConkey on the last catch. So third and long for Georgia, down 6-3, 10-45 left second quarter. The Bama defense thus far still the, uh, with the exception of the one Georgia drive and really a 52-yard pass, the most dominant unit on the field thus far in this game. I'm in full sweat mode on my NBA game. Uh, it was it, Milwaukee down four uh, with like 30 seconds left. Giannis goes to the rim, uh, gets the two, gets fouled. 
They go to review it because it looked like he pushed off. He definitely did, but they didn't reverse it. Goes to the free throw line to complete the free uh, three-point play. Misses the free throw. Wesley Matthews comes in to get the offensive rebound on a free throw and tip it in to tie the game. And then LaMelo Ball just came down on the other side of the uh, other side of the court and made an amazing little runner to put them up. 101, 99, seven seconds remaining in the game. Will Anderson the is everywhere. The speed of these dudes is ridiculous. Like, Will he, Anderson is everywhere. He busted the line because yeah. obviously they let him go through because it's a screen. And then he runs down the running back from behind. Like, on a, it's just, it's. The athleticism did on he, display. He tonight. ultimately didn't even make the trip to New York for the Heisman, did he? And all year, people thought he would, Will Anderson. But he is showing it today. Uh, Slade oh, no. Bolden oh, botches the, uh, the return, but he lands on it uh, at the 25-6-3 Bama. They'll take over 936 the, left, and Ugg is falling asleep. <laughs> he's, he's, asleep. he's like, <laughs> I'm done with this. Um, Ugg is done. Th- in this Niners-Cowboys game, too, guys, this, this total has been bet up like – Point and a half, two points at this at the, at this point. Um, I don't. I, I guess I don't really get it. Um, what what am I? Yeah. What am I missing here? Like I, I don't. I mean, this 51? opened like 49, 49 and a half, and it's up to fifty and a half, fifty one at places. I mean, I guess the thought would be what that the, the Cowboys are not going to be able to handle the rush defense from Forty ers but they'll be able to score on San Francisco. But I, I don't really know that that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I guess like people are looking at this past week and see the 51 that the Cowboys put up, not realizing that the Eagles took the game off. I mean, like they played the whole B and C squad the whole game. So I, I, I don't know. I just that that the total rising in this seems a little a little weird to me, actually. So maybe I'm, look, I'll be I'm looking, looking at forward to this game as much as any of them. Wild card weekend, 49ers, Cowboys. Uh, we'll get to the Steelers, Chiefs, and the Cardinals, Rams next. Uh, I did the unthinkable. I'll tell you even before the break. I made a bet on the Steelers. Thought it was too many points. We'll get these guys' reactions to that. Second and five for Bama as we go to break. Up 6-3. Oh, stay in bounds. Yes. We're going to lose. We all lose. The oh, no. no. Caught from behind at the seven. Oh, big, no. Big, big play good for, for me. Bama. Oh, Come my on. goodness. Bama in business. Up three already. Coming back, Visa's prime time action, the first touchdown market in the balance. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VSIN's prime time action on a uh, Monday night. Don't forget our big game, big dance special. Available at Visa.com slash big deal. It's now through April 5th, 2022. That's where this whole package lasts. It's only $69. You get our big game betting guide, our college hoops betting guide, daily best bets, 24-7 video access, and betting split breakdowns on every single game. All once again for just $69. The big game, big dance special at Visa.com slash big deal. $69. 5,926 Bangladeshi Taka. There oh. you go. Oh, I was waiting for the Bangladeshi Taka. I was waiting on that, too. I got some at home I've been saving and... Now I, now I know how to use them. 5,926 of them can get you the big game, big dance special from now until April the 5th. There you go. So Bryce Young to uh, Cameron Latu for 61 yards. But Bama has to settle for a field goal. Mm-hmm. They're third of the game, so it's 9-3. to three. That would have been huge for my first half bet because that would have put me out of one score range. My Bama minus a half first half bet. By the way, they're showing... Uh, they're showing... They're showing uh, that's Mechie walking back to the uh, 
to the locker room checking on Jamison. So Bama with their, uh, obviously, their two top receivers out now. After the injury, in case you missed it earlier, to Jamison Williams. Oh, God. Oh, that's a terrible kickoff. Oh, God. So Georgia will start in good field position with just over seven minutes left in the second quarter. Out of bounds at like the 13? It's not, it's not even like it made it to the yeah, two yeah. or three right. or something. It wasn't something. close. A shanked kickoff. That's terrible. You get Jeremy fire up a loser video for me. Bucks minus two and a half does not get home. Giannis with two turnovers in the final minute of play. Thank you very much. Loser. The, uh, you know, I'm not taking, I'm not taking this as like a, you know, Oh, it's no big deal, but look, Bama's as deep as, it possibly comes right. I mean, like it is, it is obviously you want your number one receiver out on the field. There's a reason he's out there. Right. But like, it's one of the deals with Bama. It's not necessarily so much with these teams like Bama and Georgia and some of these other teams that just recruit so incredibly well. It's not necessarily that it's like second stringers. It's just dudes that haven't gotten their opportunity. Yet. That's correct. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it's, they would probably be starting it, you know, a hundred other programs. It's, it's just really kind of like, you know, it's not necessarily they're like second team dudes. It's just like they can't get on the field in front of these other guys. It's it's so yeah. true, man. So true. Georgia gets a yard or two on their first down play again, down nine to three. What about the uh, the nightcap? The third of three, the triple header on Saturday. The Steelers at the Chiefs. I grab the Steelers plus thirteen. I just think as bad as the Steelers are, I think it's too many points. As long as you have T.J. Watt on the field, and as long as you have Cameron Hayward. And Minka Fitzpatrick, and we'll throw Joe Hayden in there as well. I'll take the 13 points. It's down to 12 and a half. Now. Listen, I it's it, I got a simple answer response. Basically, what I had with the with the Bucks Eagles one. It's a big freaking number. Yeah. I, I agree. That is a big number. I think the Eagles number is big. But w- with what you know, with what teasers allow us to do, I'm okay teasing this down. Brings it under a touchdown for the Chiefs. There's no way I would ever lay the 12 and a half or 13, Gil. But getting it under a touchdown, I'm okay with that. Is that incomplete or complete? I didn't see a signal. Like it's incomplete. Second yeah, to ten. That would have been a hell of a catch. But uh, incomplete for Georgia. Near midfield for the uh, Bulldogs. Second and ten. Five fifty-three left. Second quarter. Matt, I know you. Uh, you love the Chiefs. Are you a little concerned about the Chiefs and the banged-up nature of Tyreek Hill? And at the end of that game. Against the Broncos, Travis Kelsey the other that, day. That game went about as horribly for them as it possibly yeah. could have because in a game where they they didn't, which I mean, I guess like I guess the Texans ended up giving the the Titans a scare or whatever. But the the, the in a game where they were not going to get the number one seed to have your best two guys come up <sighs> come up lame, it's like it just it, the juice was not worth the squeeze in that one for sure. And, and I mean, we don't know the extent of those injuries, but they're not going to be a hundred percent now whether they're. 80% or whatever it is or something like that. But the problem with Tyreek Hill is 80% of Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill's whole thing is speed, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not Devontae Adams or one of these other guys that, you know, he can, even if he's a little bit hobbled, you know, Devontae Adams, all these, some of these bigger guys can like body you up, right? Like they could still go out there and still make catches and things like that. That's not Tyreek Hill's game. He is a hundred percent based off of speed. And you saw like multiple times in that game, they would show little replays and he would be hobbling. I mean, like basically running across, like doing motion, and he would be like doing the little jump skip thing or whatever yeah. as he's like doing motion across the yeah. field as if to say, oh, P.S., they're not handing me the ball. And also they're not going to throw me the ball either. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's rough. I mean, like 
not knowing the injury status of those guys and what's going to be going on with with all of that. I mean, look, D- Daryl Williams got knocked out of that game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had to miss that game because he wasn't ready to come back or whatever. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff like going on on the Chiefs side of things. I mean, the problem is is that the Chiefs could cover this by scoring 17. Is the like, like that's the only thing about it? It's like the Steelers' offense is so. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> my God! I didn't think it was going to be that violent at the end, but Stetson ain't exactly Stetson a big Bennett guy. It was uh, felt like he was feeling himself back there, getting really ready to toss it. <laughs> he just got absolutely slammed to the turf. I mean, a lot of that. He was never excited like, to. Never saw it. Yeah, yeah, never he saw it coming. coming at all. Watch, he's very. He's about to cock this. Oh, oh, like, oh. <laughs> just didn't expect the hit to be so violent. Like. It was the, oh, I got to throw you down completely. He fought it. Yeah. Dudes are so strong. He just grabs him yeah. one-handed on the jersey and then just yanks <laughs> him down. Second and 14. It's so ridiculous. Georgia is in plus territory, though, but that'll knock him back uh, a little out of field goal range. Bennett now with time. Oh, Lots boy. of it. All of it. Now he's flushed out to the right side. He's going to still throw it. No, throw it, throw it away. Third and 14 now. Throw it away. 355 left. Those of us who have Bama minus a half a point, first half, this is a rather large play coming up. Yeah. Yes, Rather large. What about the uh, What about the Monday nighter? Cardinals at the Rams. Rams favored by four. I guessed four and a half. If you were power ranking. It, it opened most places four and a half, so you're dead on. If you were, if you were power ranking all 14 playoff teams, are the Cardinals 12th? I did power rank all 14 teams this morning, actually. And I can tell you exactly where I have them. Um, Make a tackle. <laughs> oh, God. There's another violinist. <laughs> Georgia, fourth down. They're going to probably bring out the field goal unit to Oto on that uh, on that tackle. We're trading field goals, everybody. And I have the Cardinals. You have them 12th. Ninth. Oh, really? Ninth. Yes. I think these are two teams with, like, a fair amount of question marks. Fairly – if this was Rams at three or less, I'd probably be on the Rams. Um, I want nothing to do with this game, honestly. I I think you're talking divisional opponents. Um, Georgia just gets it. Oh, these kickers just keep hooking these in. Yeah, all of them got a little draw. Nine to six. 309 left. Second quarter. I, I will say this about the Rams and the Niners. Again, Rams up 17 to nothing. They blow that lead. The end of the first half, they had a third and two. All they had to do was sort of run the football. Instead, they decided to get frisky with it. They get sacked. The Niners call a timeout. The Niners are able to matriculate and get a field goal before the end of the half. And they had a two-for-one situation when they got their first drive. In the second half, they made it 17-10. They held the Rams to a three and out, and then they made it 17-7. So all of a sudden, that game completely flipped on very questionable play calling by Sean McVay at the end of the first half. And that whole 45-0 and when leading at halftime thing for McVay, that's donezo now. 45-1. and And I will say this. Remember that even though the, the Niners got to 17-17, the Rams went up 24 to 17. That Jalen Ramsey pick was amazing. Garoppolo got face palmed, and they didn't call a thing on that. Like in the NFL, where you cough on quarterbacks, they make calls. Didn't call anything on that. James Garoppolo, what a resilient effort. Anyway, I, I, I might be with you, Kelly. Like if I was going to say, okay, which is the game? The old Megapod question: Which is the game I want no part of of these six? This might be that game. I think, I think it is for me. Mateo. 
I kind of feel the same way about Bill's Patriots, though. So <laughs> the, I mean, the Rams are still in in theory the better team, but like they don't play sixty minutes as the better team, and that's like the problem with them. I mean, they had every opportunity to just stomp on the 49ers neck yesterday and just never, never did it. And as you mentioned, I mean, I think it was even, I think it was like third and like a foot actually that, that play. And it was like, they line up in shotgun instead of like getting under center and like, and it's just, it was, you look at that. And from that moment forward, it just, it, it was just started snowballing and spiraling out of control. And like, again, there's no way to say this, but you convert that now you burn another however much off the time. There's just so many different things that happen when you just give away possessions like that. And yeah. it's just, you know, they don't play 60 minutes as the better team always. And now we should also mention Cardinals going to get DeAndre Hopkins back in this. Um, so JJ that's, Watt, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. They were saying, they were saying there's at least a, a chance that he's superhuman. And we knew that anyway um, about him coming back. So, I mean, like DeAndre Hopkins certainly changes the calculus of who this Cardinals team is. And so it's just, it, there's a lot of unknowns here. I think with this one, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I think it plays somewhere within that number ish, like somewhere kind of in that field goal ish range, something like that. I don't, I don't think either one of these teams runs away with it. Third and seven for Bama rather large for first half, uh, in games, first half bets in general. We'll come back. I'll also ask the question of these six wild card games. Which of the favorites is the most likely to lose outright? That's coming next. Beeson's Primetime Action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Join the playoff action with the Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Did he catch that football? Wow. Incomplete. Hit off the ground. Oh, hit off the ground. Play the fantasy football and basketball uh, fantasy sport in this eight-part contest series and compete for a cut of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. That's a cut of $45,000 in total cash prizes. So, uh, Bama does get one amazing conversion uh, from McGee Hall, but then uh, Slade Bolden cannot come up with another one. So, they have to punt the football. They're up 9-6. to six. Georgia has two timeouts left. And now Gil and I go oppo rooting for the next 10 minutes. So what's your bet here? Just because I have that long shot 22 to 1 on a tie halftime Alabama to win. Oh, right. (laughs) So I need a field goal, a Georgia field goal here. And I got Bama minus a half point. Yeah, you don't want anything. I don't want anything happening. 133 left to get Georgia with two timeouts. And you would figure Georgia will try to matriculate the ball down the field here, despite the fact that they're at their own 11-yard line. This is one of those where I was like, what if I told you that Bryce Young had thrown for 206 yards in the first half oh, yeah. and, and Bama it, only had nine points and was only up three in the game? 100%. So, Georgia, Georgia had a first and 10 from their own 10. They ran the football in their first play, and they only gained three or four, we'll call it four yards. So, neither team quite yet incentivized to use the timeout. And so this clock will roll now. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. Well, so the the outcome of this next play will determine whether Bama will use one of their three timeouts or if Georgia will use one of their two. Yeah, they only got two, and they're sure taking their time here, right? Well, because the thing is, is that you're in no man's land, right? Neither team is incentivized because you don't know what the outcome of the next play is, whether it's favorable for you to call timeout. The clock runs all the way down past the 50-second mark. Second and six, Georgia will run it again. And this will go for a yard. And now Bama, if anybody, will call a timeout. And they elect not to either. So it looks like both teams will just let this go down. Georgia will have to run one play before the end of the half. But it's third and five. And neither team's going to call a timeout, Kelly. And I'm sorry, your tie is not going to happen. Sorry, that's pretty. I, I what, you know, I'm surprised Bama didn't call a timeout. That, that's there. very conservative from a Whoop. Georgia team. What that, just happened there? 22 seconds left. Somebody called the timeout. Of course, he finally did. did what the, is Brandon well, Staley calling timeouts? Well, that doesn't make any Can't sense. Read the play clock. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why would you, why would you? Why would you wait that long to use one? Like, what is Staley calling timeout? It was like five seconds left on the play clock. You're like, you, you could have waited a few more seconds. So yeah, they they did. They called timeout. Interesting. Well, if Bama was going to call a timeout, shouldn't they have called it like 25 seconds right before yeah. that? But they didn't. Unless their thing is this, well, if Georgia gets the timeout, then they still have no time to work with. That's a very curious way to play that. So Now if you're Georgia, I mean, throw the ball. Well, no, now if, you, yeah, you, now if you're Georgia, the thing is you only have 22 seconds left anyway. Yeah. So... You definitely try to get the first down here for sure, because otherwise Bama will use another timeout and field a punt. But it's third and five all the way back at their 15. Nine to six Bama, 22 seconds left in the first half of the national championship. Remember that national championship, LSU and Bama, uh, Matt, years Uh-oh. ago? Was that 9-6 final I'm, I'm well, uh, or something I, like that? I remember it all too well. Georgia running off tackle. They will get the first down, and that will probably... Yeah be the end of the half. The clock will stop temporarily on a first down in college football, 
at 17 seconds, and it will rewind, and that will be that. 9 to 6. Same Same win- pull- winner Sa- video, Von Wrinkle, for oh, Young Gill. Yeah, there you go. Get it home. Yeah. Sa- Saban just pulled like a mini, uh, a mini Staley from last that night. Weird, that was a weird timeout to call at that point. It was a. Thank you very much. Maybe he had like, maybe they have some sort of super secret pump block that they really love. A super secret pump block that that if they were to Nobody get a fourth down right there, that they would have tried to use or something or whatever. In, in the like, huddle, they go super secret pump block <laughs> three break. <laughs> Pump block blue, pump block blue. Super secret pump block. And uh, I wish I could get the audio on this Holly Rowe, Nick Saban interview. I was wondering. This, this is what I imagined it to be. Well, Holly, uh, they're a good football team. and uh, We're just not executing. We're just not doing very well. We're just not <laughs> executing. You know, I, it's all about execution. We're just not executing. Remember when Waddle blew out his knee? Nick Saban couldn't help himself. He's like, well, I don't know why I fielded that that kick. Yeah, <laughs> kid yeah. just blew out his knee, Nick. With this one, I wonder if he's like, well, I can't believe he had to twist there. Now that Kirby Smart. Oh man, that feels like it feels like two weeks ago Saban said that. <laughs> like, it was one of those one of the most unbelievable yeah, things was, I've ever heard. Really? really? He just blew out his knee. You gotta say that? <laughs> can you can you lay off the guy for a minute? God bless. So uh, this is not something we would say about a typical NFL game, but for this game, and maybe it's just because there are so many stars out on that field and they're like that was a pretty entertaining nine to six half. Yeah, right. Like, like yeah. nine to six. Offense. Normally, if we were sitting here on an island game, we'd be like, "Oh man, what a trash half that was," or whatever. But it's like you you, you just see all these athletes, you yeah. see these guys doing all this stuff. It's like nine to six was like, okay, that was we pretty a, good. We had a fifty-two yard connection from uh, Bennett to Pickens. We had a sixty-one yarder uh, from Young to Latu, and so I mean, we had big plays. Defensive guys doing their defensive thing, running down guys yeah. from behind and whatever. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there was, there was, an, it was an entertaining nine to six, and you don't say that very often. Now, how do we feel about our Bama bets right now for the full game? Yeah, yeah. Same, I, I just don't. I, I mean, yeah. I don't see Georgia. I yeah. mean. I mean that's the upside, right? Is like what's what's Georgia done to it's make like I see scared, a lot of the right? same, and so it's like it's almost a coin flip, right? At this point, yeah. right? I mean, it's just it's like they're not going to move the ball very much on a consistent basis. They're probably going to need to rely on a couple of splash plays here and there. And you aren't kidding, Bryce Young, two hundred six yards yeah. passing in the. First I didn't half. even notice that until he said it. Yeah, yeah. It, it sure didn't seem like he passed for that much, but. Just, I mean, I mean, Alabama did get it down there a few times, just couldn't convert well, the touchdown. Uh, one thing I think we did notice just from both of these is like neither team could run the ball at all. Like, like it's yes. like neither team could run the ball at all against these these lines. I mean, like, and, and that, that was, was pretty much given, right? I mean, these all those guys are going to the NFL. Like the whole, everyone you see out there, like all eight of those guys are all going to the NFL. So it's just these they're they can't run the ball here. So any damage is going to have to be done through the air, and you know can can. Can either team consistently do it, you know, five times on a drive, essentially what is what you're going to need. All right. I, I uh, teased this before the break, so I'll mm. ask this of you guys. One, the, the game you want no part of, Matt. Kelly and I kind of answered that. But the game you would want to bet least on the side. Mm, probably the – I mean, if, of all the games listed right now, probably that – that Bucks Eagles game, just based on the, where the lines are right now. Like I said, I mean that Bucks team is is pretty banged up, right? I mean, like you're you're not gonna get you're not gonna get that type of Gronk performance against a team with a with a pulse, right? I mean, like the like yeah, Gronk can go out there and make his million dollars against this this Panthers team that is you know five and twelve, absolutely nothing to play for, 
and and going through the motions or whatever. But I mean, that's not going to happen here. And so it's going to be the all like all Mike Evans. I mean, literally. I mean, that's that's what the, even the Cyril Grayson guy that's one of the fill. I mean, he's he's going to be out this week. Like yeah, he, he hurt. hurt. He's he's he not going to be in. He he got injured as well. It's just you're getting to a really, really quick point where this Bucks team doesn't have a lot of playmakers, right? And so that's the thing that scares me about, you know, eight and a half. I would just, I just, that, that game, I think I want nothing, nothing to do with. Who's the uh, favorite most likely to lose outright, in your opinion? All six of those games. So, oh, I mean, well, then that's pretty easy. I, I would just do Cowboys for me because it's just, I think that's the tightest. I think that's the the tightest outcome. All right, non non Cowboys category. Who's the most likely to lose outright? Rams. Rams. Wow, we all have futures on the Rams from before the season too. I know. The problem is, do you make it three? Was that your answer too? No, I had this four and a half. If I could get okay. forty minute, yeah. if if forty minute Rams was was a thing, you know. Whatever six right. minute abs, whatever yeah. seven minute abs, whatever it is. If, if forty minute Rams was a thing, then yeah, they're going to win the Super Bowl. But it's like their their good forty minutes is like outweighed almost by their bad twenty minutes in a game, and it's just like those bad twenty minutes are so bad that it keeps all these teams around. It lets everybody in games. They don't blow out anybody, and and like you said, I mean McVay is not is not to go without blame in this man. Like he 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 makes some decisions throughout the course of games where you just go. Really? I mean, what are you doing, man? What you doing? Why are you doing that? Shanahan, ownage of Sean McVay. Well, we'll have that one, the uh, Cardinals-Rams game, next Monday night right here on Primetime. We all sound very excited about it. No, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped to have <laughs> no, that no, game I mean, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, those triple headers are exhausting. So we need to, like, throw one on a Monday night. Yep. Double header Saturday, triple header Sunday, and the standalone game. Cardinals-Rams, the winner of which... We'll be on short rest any way you slice it come the following week into the division round. So that's the story. Nine to six, halftime. Uh, what's the halftime line here in this one as we uh, roll it out? What do we got here? Halftime, Georgia one and a half and 24. Okay. We've done all we can do. For Matt Brown, Kelly Bidley, Gil Alexander, thanks for watching tonight. Good luck with all your bets the rest of the uh, night with this game and beyond. The Nightcap with Tim Murray and Sean King next from Circa and Joy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.